Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. 26, still learning our tricks. Oh, I like that. That's good. Perfection isn't far off, though. Exactly. We'll have it by 30 for sure. Oh, easily, man. We're on the downwards. Oh, hey, we're halfway to a year now with 26. Yeah, we really are. We are going to... Let's hit, them with, let's hit them with the honesty. Yeah. As, if we, as if we don't already. Uh, <laughs> but we could, we could talk about kind of, I don't want to say what you're entitled or what your right is as a client to a trainer, but maybe what you should be able to expect. Okay. Or, you know, what is fair to ask of your trainer, you know, type thing. The reason I don't want to say entitled, right, is because you could just get dropped, right? Like, it's not. Yeah, no, I agree. You could pull a, I get that. Also, no, no, go, 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 go. What do you, what's your, I guess, yeah, no, go for it. The thing that I think you, like, absolutely have the right to is, knowing whether or not you're going to cut it slash your horse is going to cut it. And so this is, I'll like just kind of bring you full circle. So that white mare I posted a picture of, you know, last week, whatever. Um, bought her as a weanling, did the lunge line, whatever, whatever, and just kind of farted around with her. And then I was like, dude, like I can show this horse. Like I'm going to, you know, register her pinno and show her whatever. And the lady who was kind of close to me who rode her for a couple months was like, oh yeah, sure. You can make him do a pleasure horse and you could do it, whatever. Um, and she like had terrible manners and was just like dangerous, like low-key dangerous. And so then we took her to a different trainer. We're like, all right, you know, let's, let's get her, you know, broke out for the pleasure. And it was like three days in and they called my parents and they're like, just take this thing to a sale. Like it is not worth getting hurt over. Like she's not good legged. Like she's not good minded. Like you know, I could take your money, but I just, like, I just want to be clear that this horse is not something I would have my child on. And while I was like, oh my God, you know, I raised her since she was a baby. My hard horse. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my God. But like my parents were so thankful. And of course then, you know, I got Toby and whatever. And so things like worked out perfect, but I was like, thank God he said something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where, you know, we would have been had they not been honest. And I think that's like in a wheelchair. Weird. You would have been in a wheelchair. Yeah, probably. Like, on, like she was psycho. Like, she would, like, bite at your neck sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. It was bad. She was going for the kill shot on that, it sounds like. If she's going for the neck, geez. Yeah. I like that. I think where I thought you were first going was somewhere totally different, right? But I think whether you or your horse is going to make just the cut right to be able to like get into the show pen and all that mm-hmm. is important. And then I think the other thing on top of that, the I is 
I guess all like, you know, say I want to go to XYZ show or whatever. I want to go to whatever show and, you know, I want to do whatever and I want to be competitive. Um, I think this is a completely different thing than what you're talking about, but very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for the trainer to go, yes, like you would be competitive or no, you wouldn't be competitive, you know, type thing or like, you know, check, check in on like where your goal or like where your trajectory is, I think is completely different. And I think there's a fine line between there, between being honest with you so you don't waste your money, your time, the trainer's time, and also still being, as the trainer, like a hype and motivator type person, you know, whether or not you think that's their job or whatever, if that, does that make sense? No, I totally agree. Like, again, you know, I think that's super valuable for the trainer to be like, hey, no, like, Cause like no one wants to believe that their horse isn't going to cut it. And no one wants to believe that maybe they don't have the skill set to, cause I mean like it does take a very good rider to go be super competitive in the horsemanship at X, Y, and Z show. You know what I mean? Like you have to be very good, very practiced, very, you know, like if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to win, like you have you have to practice that and you have to be really good. Um, and I think when your trainer is like, hey, you're just not at that level either right now or maybe ever. Like, I think that's, I mean, that's ballsy for them because they know they're probably going to lose you as a client or something, you know? But I think them being honest is like super encouraging to me, I guess. I don't know. No, I, I agree. Um, right. I like throw out an example, right? Like I want to go win the horsemanship at whatever world show, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, I only want to go if I'm going to be competitive. And to me, competitive is like the top 10 or something like that. Right. And mm-hmm. if, you know, it's on one hand, they're going to, that, you know, they want to tell you, no, like you're not going to be competitive. A for them, they're, you know, maybe you're not going to embarrass them or, you know, if, like, that's a large concern, maybe you're not going to embarrass them. But, like, that's probably not what their concern is. Maybe, maybe not. But, like, when they tell you no, you know, there's a potential of using losing you as a client. But there's also, like, they're losing money by not taking you. And at the same time, I think we talked about it in a previous one, was, like, part of, the, part of what a trainer does sometimes, whether or not they sign up for this or not, is some sort of emotional support. Yeah. You know, um, and that can take any form, right? Maybe, maybe they don't necessarily comfort you when you're outright bawling, but like, maybe you're like, man, that was really rough. And you're like, Hey, like, it's okay. Like you don't always ride like that. You know, you're not always absolute slob out there. That was just a one-time thing, but, um, you know, it takes a while to like build up. So, you know, by telling, you no, they don't, they lose, they lose a lot, I would say, but at the same time they gain at least ideally, if you want, if you're one of those people that want to be honest with yourself and use your money and your time wisely, they gain a lot by being honest and trustworthy. Yeah. And I also think it's super awesome when, because like, obviously like every trainer isn't going to get along with every horse. Every horse isn't going to respond to the same methods or every horse, you know, I, every horse is like no no one no two horses learn alike so I think it's super again like ballsy good for them what have you to say like hey 
you know, I'm just not meshing with your horse. I think it would do better in someone's program that, you know, does X, Y, and Z or, Hey, you know, I think the horse just needs a break. You know, I think we just need to send it home, throw it on the pasture for 30 days, let it grow, let it calm its mind, you know, whatever it is, you know, again, like they know they're literally taking money out of your own pocket. Cause chances are, if your trainer doesn't say anything to you, I mean, unless like things just completely go to shit and your horse starts loping, like it has three legs and, you know, it's bucking you off in the pen, whatever, you're probably not going to say anything like, hey, I think you should try this, or I think the horse should maybe only be ridden four times a week, you know, like whatever it is, like, because you're sending the horse to the trainer because you don't necessarily have the time or the skills to do it yourself, you know, like you're sending them for the, to the trainer for a specific reason, whatever that reason is. I don't mean to say that you don't have the skills, but I think ever I think there's a lot of people that are very skilled and they just send their horse to the trainers because whatever. That's just where they're at in life, you know? But I, I have a I don't have room for Dory in my apartment. Even. I'm sure she'd find it super comfortable, but that's her problem, not mine. I'm sure she would Maybe love she could go sit for me next time. Yeah, maybe. You know, just give her give her a, a try, see how it goes. Give her a key. Gotta <laughs> keep your plants alive. Yeah, I think along the same lines of kind of like honesty, open conversation, dialogue, stuff like that, is if you're buying a horse and you're going to use your trainer to do that, which I've, I know I've done multiple times, mm -hmm. um, and maybe, maybe this is too this is too open or whatever but like it's nice to understand what if they know the person or you know if they have bought horses there from before or you know whatever you know if they're this is if this is their third horse from this place and you know all the other horses are you know great or if they've all been basket cases like understanding that has been really is I think really worthwhile no I agree like I would probably even be willing to spend more money if, like, my trainer found me a horse. You know what I mean? Because, like, then it's like, all right, they see the potential. They know they can probably work with this horse or slash it's from one of their friends or someone they trust, someone, you know, like, they're your trainer's probably not going to push you towards buying something that's not going to be in line with your goals, and it's not going to be something that you can be successful because ultimately if you're happy, you're going to keep your horse with them and that's money in their pocket. And I think some trainers might, might push you to buy a horse that isn't, that doesn't align with your goals. Really? That's where they make the majority of their money. Okay. And I feel like it, it could be, it's, I don't know, it's your right on a different, to just, to just say no, like, you don't necessarily have to buy the horse, the trainer, if you only have one option. Screw it. It's this horse or the highway, Angela. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so non-confrontational. I'd be like, okay, sure, sounds great. Whatever. I wasn't non-confrontational. I mean, I'm sure I still am. But, like, 
watching my paycheck come into my bank account or not come into my bank account has made me not afraid to be as confrontational. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had that lovely experience this, this past Friday. I was like, oh my God, so exciting. Then I watched my mortgage come out and my car payment come out, Parker's payment come out. And I was like, wow, that was demoralizing and did not love that. Did not love that. Heated up a, a little thing of ramen and called it a night. Yeah, I ate some crackers. Yeah. all the lights off. Yeah. Yeah, unplugged everything in my house. Okay, we are sleeping with no heat on because we can't afford heat anymore. Yeah. Uh, my, like, electricity bill went up by, like, $5 from the previous month. And, like, I turned everything off. I was like, well, that's five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I was walking around. I was like, who did that? Who in here did that? Like trying to figure out like why it was so much extra. No one fetched up. Oh God. Cowards. I know. No, I'm to the point. Like I like turn the heat off when I leave for the day. (laughs) Like poor Nelly. She's probably cold. (laughs) She doesn't contribute anyway, fiscally. Exactly. You know? You know what else I think, as a client, we have the right to see? Okay. Um, there's no reason why I need to wait until I get the bill to know what everything costs. Like, I've, I've gotten it done multiple ways. I've gotten just, like, an invoice where it's, like, a line item. I've gotten it done where it's just a lump sum. Mm-hmm. I would love to see prices beforehand. And I get it fluctuates. Mm-hmm. but like maybe like a baseline would be super awesome yeah like hey it's probably gonna be x amount you know every month or whatever it is yeah I think I got a price sheet right when I first started having a horse in training and then I lost it within like a month. I think I thought that was demoralizing I was like I can't look at that that's too much for me <laughs> I'll just be surprised but then every month I'm like wow why is that so high why is that so high? Also, and this is just something, I mean, I'm all for caring for the horse, whatever. I will never be like, no, it's fine. But like, I'll get my sheet and it's like $10 for wormer or, you know, $15 to like dry clean their sheet or, um, you know, random farrier. And I'm like, listen here, like, I will bring some downy and I will wash that sheet myself or I will get the $4 tube of ivermectin from the co-op and bring it up and do it myself. You know, I'm like, "Mm." there seems to be some cost padded into that, which is fine. I understand you're paying for part of it. Part of it is the convenience of not having to do it yourself. Still, I'm like, "Mm." I don't know about that. Or I've seen... Um, some trainers at horse shows, I've just, like, I've never had this happen to me, so I've just seen it, um, or someone's, like, show me their invoice, but the trainers will charge for, like, um, show supplies, or, so, like, fly spray and baby powder and, like, whatever, whatever, but yet, like, they'll use someone in 
or like, like somewhere like if you bring your own like I don't like I bring my own of all that stuff just because I have it you know like I feel like I'd be irritated if I was being charged for that or like they'll pay for like a vet fee if they have to go like hold the horse for um like vet papers or whatever and it's like no like you're already paying the vet their fee to do it or you know whatever it is it's like that seems seems tricksy yeah yeah like it'd be something i'd at least like to know mm -hmm. right and i i told i am i am not opposed that's the word i'm looking for opposed to paying for those things again because it's the convenience and it saves me two hours round trip so totally yeah. worth my time or my money i agree no i agree uh, just just I, let me know yeah like i would just like to know or like you know if you're gonna charge me to have supplies there i'm not gonna bother unpacking mine then or you know whatever it is right i'd like to know what i'm paying for okay we need yeah. pretty much oh yeah honest so we basically said what uh like honesty and transparency like open communication and a price sheet with what what am i paying for would be nice to know what exactly am i paying for and what am i what am i responsible for it shows you yeah know? what did people say on instagram i looked like super early in the day but i haven't looked since then yeah let me up real fast <laughs> making sure i don't look stupid that's our newest i love that and yeah. again super appreciated um no sugarcoating training sessions yeah like sometimes i want to cry and i'm super sad at the end of the session but i feel like i'm a better person for it afterwards um clear communication Honesty, honesty and bluntness. I do, again, sometimes I'm like, wow, did you, you just came ready to throw down today, didn't you? Like, you came prepared. Like, Naps before our lesson. Like, you came prepared for this. Um, um. I think we've got a really nice comment about going above and beyond what you might expect on the on the IG too. I think the big thing there is like learning styles um, mm -hmm. from that comment because you know so whether that's for the horse or the person again like mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you're more of a visual person, so you need, like, a video or something. Right. No, I totally agree. Like, I think it's awesome when, and sometimes I'll watch someone get a lesson, and I'm like, oh, that's totally different than how she does it with me. And then I just know, like, but I probably wouldn't learn it that way, you know? So, like, you know, it's like, I think it's just super cool, like, how they adapt themselves without you even noticing, you know? And, like, maybe it's, like, a change of voice or maybe it's just, like, instead of saying, like, mm, you could do better or, like, okay, that was really good. But next time, you know, like, it's just, like, a different – they just know you so well. Mm -hmm. Probably because they have so much of your money in their bank account. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, okay, so last week we talked about normalizing things. I have something I would like to unnormalize. Okay. Um, okay, people have got studs for, like, breedings for sale. They've got prospects for sale. Everyone keeps using the word versatile. And I just, I just want to say, just because your horse is not over-the-top talented in one thing does not make him versatile. Due to the fact that he is average, or she is average to subpar in multiple categories, does not make them versatile. Yeah. Thank you no, I... for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> no, I, I've noticed that. There's a lot of, well, we were talking about this earlier. I see the, and I think the reason that people use the word versatile or versatile, however you say it, is because the ranch stuff is getting so big now. And so like, I think they think if they say that people be like, oh, well, I could go ranch this horse, you know, if it doesn't lope the way I want to or whatever it is, but it's like, no, like that doesn't make them versatile. Like being versatile is being good at a multitude of different things, not subpar you know? Right. It's the same thing people are like, oh, this horse is a jack of all trades, a master of none, which that's awesome. Like some of the best all-arounders are just good enough in all of the event or just consistent enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then it's like, it's still, you would want to have the, like something be their thing, you know? Like, I don't know that that's necessarily the compliment that people think it is. Right, I would agree. I would agree. Like, I don't know, I can run, I can lift some weights occasionally, I can occasionally use my brain, but I am not fabulous at any of those. I am, I wouldn't even call myself versatile. I would say I can do well, I can fake it till I can make it. I think that's kind of the way to put it there. Um, but yeah. Nope. Versatile does not mean subpar across all the categories or average. No, I agree. I just, I think we need a dictionary. Like, I think we need to know exactly what versatile means before we keep using it. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not what you think it is. And again, like, you use the word because you want people to look at your horse and think that it could go in a multi, a multi, multiple different directions I get it it's a marketing thing but I don't know that that's the word we need to be using right unless unless it's a really fabulous adventure that can maybe like do some cow events or something just even like walking in the same arena I'll give you versatile for sure oh for sure no one else though that's the only combo no I agree I agree that horse would be versatile in my book. The other thing I think we were talking about earlier in regards to social media too. Unfolding only applies to foals for the first week. Maybe two, but no, not two months. Not two months. No. Like, yeah, I I agree. We, we were talking about that. But it's like, you see these babies. And of course, like you see a newborn baby, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I can't wait to see their legs straighten out. We'll see them unfold. Because, you know, they're cramped in there for 11 months or... Yeah, 11, you know, 330 days. Like, of course they're going to be crammed up in there. But it's like, if this thing is four months old, it's about ready to be weaned, 
and you're still like, oh, can't wait to see it unfold. Maybe you're talking about like its future unfolding, but you're not talking about its legs at this point. At that point, the horse is structurally incorrect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really still unfolding and she's six if we want to keep up that mentality. Is, is Toby still unfolding? Has he completely unfolded yet? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's still got some unfolding to do. I don't know why. I've just noticed that word being used more this year than before. Maybe I'm just more on edge this year. I don't know. Maybe it is just being used more, but that's just me. I don't know. I think, and again, I think it's the same thing. Like you pick up on phrases or like little whatever habits that you see other people doing. And so then you start using the phrase so much. Like I say circling back so often. I say it to my cat. I'm like circling back to this morning when you drug the rug out of the bathroom. I didn't like that behavior. Like circling back to when you knocked your cat food dish off the counter. Didn't love back to when you were an asshole this morning. This is our intervention. We're having a conversation whether you like it or not. How's your show call lineup looking for this year? (laughs) It will look better once the alterations are altered to my body. (laughs) Um, Nothing really new this year. Maybe I'll do a new button up. Well, actually, I got the one new addition was like a showmanship showmanship suit. but I didn't get a shirt to go underneath it because I was like, I'm not spending the money until I know I like the suit for a shirt, even though like the shirt's the most versatile part, right? Like I could wear it in Western, I could wear it wherever. Um, but I didn't get one of those. I just got the suit and I had intended to wear it this weekend. Um, I might still, if I enter it tonight, we'll see where that takes me. But um, You have to iron it? Yeah, because it was shipped in a box, like a tight box. Um, so I was trying on my button-ups, and what I mean my button-ups is I really don't have any button-ups except for one that I got back in high school for when we had to dress up for basketball game days. Oh, no. And it's like a it's, – it's kind of unfortunate because it's like it's, – it's a button-down, but it like – it's like a V, like womanly type one, mm-hmm. so the, like the buttons don't start until like halfway – down your sternum. your sternum yeah sternum and so it looks kind of awkward <laughs> um, yeah, I know where that. yeah thank goodness for amazon prime we've got like three or four different seven dollar shirts coming from amazon prime so hopefully one of those will fit and last long enough um so that's where my show glow lining up other than not being ironed and potentially not fitting i'll keep you updated <laughs> Oh, perfect. Good, 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 good. The good. pants, though, are perfect. They, like, will not be splitting in case we have any cases. Well, I won't. Yeah. I was lunges, nervous. squats, side lunges, even. Oh, wow. They're really just hugging everything the right way. Exactly. Are they, like, spandexy kind of? No. Oh, that's nice. So you don't have to worry about them, like, stretching out. Mm-mm. Hmm. <laughs> Nope, there is no spandex in the suit. <laughs> oh. It'll be fine. Yikes, yikes, yikes. That'll be good. That'll be good. I don't know why I started my nutrition regimen this week. I'm trying to keep it on the straight and narrow. 
is it like a Weight Watchers type thing or like what's like the yeah no so it's um a lot of the people at the CrossFit gym I go to use it and it's like a guy that is like specialized in nutrition and like fitness planning and stuff like that so like essentially he like helps you like understand the macros you need to be hitting and stuff like that and then like what nutrients what nutrients that's the word you're deficient in and stuff like that so like you do a lot of like food journaling and then he like analyzes like your deficiencies and like what you should be and not targeting and you just track it and stuff so we'll see where this takes me a lot of people gym have had really good results oh that's good very lean and they're like their performance is like at the gym has like just where like mine's plateaued. Mm-hmm. Yours is just uh, like skyrocketed. Exactly, that's the word. Yep. So we're hoping catch me out here running a marathon in July. That was a joke. Yeah, I'm listening. I didn't catch that. Will not hold you to that. Yeah, I like jogged up a hill earlier, and I was like, "Wow, that was." That was a hill. That was a journey. And then I turned around and there was like some little kid riding their bike up it. And it they were like not even phased or like pumping their legs hard. So I was like, cool, cool. I'm just out of shape. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You want to sign her off? Yeah, let's do it. Episode 26. Still learning our tricks. <laughs> Over and out. Make sure you are following us on. We should have done like an Easter giveaway or something. I don't know what we would have given away. Um, maybe we'll do like a May Day. Like a May Day giveaway. <laughs> Just because it rhymes. Yeah. We'll think on. We'll think on. So stay tuned if you know we're doing that. Um, but yeah, keep up on our Instagram at Let's Define Win. Follow us on Facebook. We're getting more interactive every day, figuring out how to do the social media more every day and, you know, just getting some good content ideas out there. Let us know what you want to see, what you want to hear, where you want us to be. If you're in ranch riding or you're into a specific ranch rider, let us know because we want to interview a ranch rider here in the next couple of weeks. Talk about that side of the industry. Broaden our horizons. Cool, cool. See all you cool cats and kittens next week. Bye. Bye.